When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. We're also on Dash Radio. Download Dash Radio for free. Search for nothing but net there every single day from 7 to 8 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel, the latest Clutch Corner with Adam Royal. Alana and Michael is actually going on right now. So I'm going to check that out and find out how much they're slandering me as soon as we're done with this episode. Also five reasonsports.com, F I V E reasonsports.com for the latest from Brady and others on the heat and the other teams in town. Also the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. One of them is best ever. Actually, we just simulated something. David Fernandez and I just simulated the dolphins from last year against the dolphins from this year. This is the kind of stuff that you can do. And of course, their new receiver had over 150 yards. Of course, that's Fuller, who they they got Will Fuller, who they got from the Texans, like they get every other player. Um, so you can do this kind of thing yourself with the NFL. Soon you'll be able to do it with the NBA. You can play different teams from different eras against each other. You can even sub out players to see how it would have gone. It's really cool and it's really free. So it's bstevr.com, bstevr.com. If you want to see the simulation that we did, again, that's on the YouTube channel. Just search for bstevr and you will find it. So again, NBA stuff starting in April. That's going to be a lot of fun here on five on the floor, but for now sign up, play around with it. BST EVR.com. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to five on the floor, a daily show on the Miami heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. This is trade deadline week. Of course, the Heat have already brought in one player, Trevor Ariza, who's played in a couple of games. The Heat have lost three straight as we come to you with this episode, and they got a really difficult game at home coming up Tuesday against James Jones, James Jones's Phoenix Suns, who pretty much been in the top four of the West all season playing extremely well. Jay Crowder coming back, acknowledged that he thought seriously about the heat's offer, but was waiting for them to give multiple years, everything you've kind of known. Um, but we'll see how Jay does against the heat and how upset heat fans get, uh, get about it again, Ethan Skolnick. And I've got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. We're going to do a little bit of a different kind of episode today because here's what I tweeted. And I think Greg, this is pretty similar to, your reporting, but it's basically what I've gotten from talking to those inside and outside the organization. The Miami Heat, there are people inside their organization who like all kinds of different players who play on the team for all kinds of different reasons. Some, some inside the front office like certain players more than others. Some of the coaching staff may like a certain player more than some in the front office do, including maybe Eric Spolstra likes a player more than Pat Riley does or sees more of a future. That sort of stuff happens. But we know what happens in the organization ultimately is that Pat Riley makes the decisions after consultation with the rest of his front office, with his coaching staff, and also above him to make sure that the money works, particularly for luxury tax purposes with the Arisons. Okay. But ultimately it comes down to Pat, but it doesn't mean there's monolithic thinking, but I can tell you this, the basic thinking in the organization 
is that you build around your top two players. That's what they've done since Riley's come here. Got Zoe, got Tim, built a team around it, Mashburn, et cetera. Um, then, you know, Shaq and Dwayne built a team around it. Now, the big three was a little bit different because there were three of them. But again, over time, built a team to fit the talents of those three players. The two players right now that are that are not going to get traded under any circumstances and that they're building around are Jimmy Butler for now and Bam Adebayo for now and the future. These are their two max guys. Bam's getting the money next year. Jimmy's likely going to get and accept an extension this this offseason. So they're locked in with those two. So everything we're going to do today is about how do you build the best team around Jimmy and around bam and we'll get into the rumors that way so i will say let's do this generically at first before we get into specific players what is the team greg that you would put around jimmy and bam so um there's a lot of different places to start but i think that the obvious one the low-hanging fruit in this discussion is shooting right so that's like what you're going to need first you have two non-shooters so i don't know what position that's going to come from um, and as we unpack this kind of discussion, I think the roster construction, uh, the more it lends itself to guys, maybe not having a bunch of marksmen, but having guys that are good enough to just be serviceable and be a threat from three may end up being like a good blend around those two guys, um, just so that you can maximize talent. But I mean, shooting is the number one thing. And, and I think that that would be, um, you know, we've always talked about how Duncan and Tyler address that, but on the flip side, if you're looking at moves, could it be Kyle Lowry or do they look at, uh, you know, a buyout candidate like JJ Reddick? So Alex, get to it. I mean, they had shooters around them last year. They got to the finals, but the shooters haven't been shooting the way they did last season. So do they need to change the model or do they just need better shooting? Well, and there you go. I think that's the question right now that everybody that's kind of causing this, uh, inner conflict within heat Twitter. And I'm sure, you know, to some degree inside the front office, <laughs> you know, the kind of, that's the answer to this whole season. Right. I think we've seen a progression where, like you said, last year, they were just an elite shooting team and Jimmy and bam just did an incredible job of maximizing their teammates. And obviously Spo too, I'm not, you know, taking away credit from him. It's obviously, you know, the way that they, they've been set up the past two seasons is, is his doing right. But like they are absolutely great with shooting around them. The The question becomes, how do you get enough of a two-way balance? And I think that's something we talked about a lot, obviously the past couple of seasons, but also I think you need one more playmaker. And I agree that shooting is the, like, like Leif said, kind of the low hanging fruit. That's the obvious one. You definitely need shooting around it. But outside of that, I'm starting to think they need one more playmaker just because I don't think Bam is in that, you know, in that mix yet of being somebody who could do it all for himself. So let's get into some of the players in the current roster before we get into the players that some of them might be traded for. Ideally, some of these guys, who fits around Jimmy and Bam and who doesn't, okay? Let's start with Dragic, who obviously fit during the playoffs last year, Hero, and Robinson. Who fits best? I think I would say Robinson probably fits best. Um, and Hero second and Dragic third. I think Dragic obviously did things in the bubble that were a little bit different, but 
um, overall, that would be kind of how I rank them. And that's just because of the gravity with Duncan. And, and I'm obviously still clinging to the Duncan Robinson of last year and hoping that some, somehow we're going to uh, get to a percentage point that's more close to last year. I, the only counter I would make to that, Alex, is that the Heat kept pushing this thing about getting Jimmy Bam and Dragic on the court together at the same time, right? And it hasn't even happened that much since since all three have been back healthy. But I, I guess for a future conversation, it could be Hero, it could be Robinson. But for right now, isn't it still Goran? Yeah, and that's the thing that was kind of running through my head after you asked that question and as Leif was going on there. And I'm having a hard time ranking them. I think the one thing I was able to kind of get through easily was Hero's number three. And that's kind of crazy to say because, you know, I've been high on Tyler ever since he started. Uh, with the heat and, and showing out his production and the way that he's grown this year, even though he's been obviously really up and down, you know, I've been a fan of the, the, the skills growth that he's shown, but I just think the obvious best fit is Goran when, when he's at his best. Right. And I think he takes him to another level when he's at his best and the bubble is a, you know, the obvious example there, but even when he's, you know, when he's not playing at that level, he gives them another threat that can turn Jimmy into a different type of player, turn Bam into a different type of player, more of a role man, because they don't really do a lot of that Jimmy Bam pick and roll as much as they do it with Goron. So I just think it gives them more stuff they can do. And as Goron declines, that's why I'm over here kind of uh, clinging on for another playmaker. Yeah. I mean, I think if we looked at the advanced metrics, it might be um, Kelly Olenek is the ideal player that's next to Bam Adebayo. Un- untouchable. Jimmy, right. Um, but uh, I think you guys are onto something with Gorn. I've always thought of Gorn as kind of like the guy who um, did the things that Jimmy was doing when Jimmy wasn't on the court. But to your guys' point, obviously, when um, when you got into the later stages of the playoffs, all three of those guys were on the floor. So I stand corrected. I said Duncan Robinson, and again, that's me leaning into the shooting. It I really is Gorn Dragic. Duncan plays so well with Bam that like their two man game, even though it's obviously not been as effective this year, I, I still made me want to think Duncan because he obviously plays uh, well with with Jimmy too. It's it's tough, but I, I just think the more so than any one of these guys by themselves as fits. I think they all fit with the Heat. The problem is like getting the right mix of guys, and maybe and maybe we could be overreacting right and maybe the front office thinks we are like us or the the fans or whatever and and like the guard rotation being a problem and that things won't just kind of go back their way once the shooting comes but like don't you think that there needs to be some consolidation done and and that's I, I think what you're getting at here Ethan right is like if you had to keep one of them or two of them yeah I mean that's where I'm going so let's go to the next part of this um who fits better right now with the two of them, Kelly Olynyk, and who is more important to them in terms of winning a playoff series this year, Kelly Olynyk or Andre Iguodala? Um, I would probably say Kelly Olynyk. To winning a playoff series, Alex. Yeah, you're 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 lobbing me up here, and I'm gonna throw it down, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. I knew you were. You were I, I might be there. jaded because I just think that Iggy's salary is just inevitably going to be included in whatever transpires between now and Thursday. So I'm I'm mentally and emotionally detaching myself from Andre Iguodala right now. 
<laughs> but you know why you know why I'm using those two because it's going to look if they're going to make a trade and we're doing the trade stuff in the second part of the episode then they're going to have to trade one or both and if we're talking about Bam and Jimmy then we're talking about Jimmy's window being limited we're talking about Bam getting additional playoff experience as he goes through which means it is important which of the two of them helps them more this particular season I think it's Kelly um I'm I'm going to lean there and, and especially the with Ariza with Ariza, right. I, I think that Ariza in a lot of ways, I don't really, you know, watching it last night when Ariza came in or yesterday when Ariza came in at the end and Iguodala wasn't in, it made me realize they're not going to play the two of them together much. Anyway, it, it looks to me like Ariza the dream is, though. And that's my thing. Like it, having, I mean, two guys like that be, all, always. Yeah. But, but again, then how much, you know, how many non playmakers are you going to have on the floor at a time? Right. So well, that's the thing I, I, what if the playmaker doesn't come from the four position? I don't think any of the fours that they would trade for anyways are, are much of playmakers. Per, per, perhaps. And, but again, that's why I make the Kelly case because what I basically, what I'm saying is at least Kelly can give you some playmaking, maybe not at the end of the games. Whereas but, it does not appear to me that playing Ariza and Andre together is something that there, I, I think that Ariza is the heartless replacement who was supposed to be in some ways, the Iguodala replacement. That if you traded Iguodala, you had another guy who could basically switch, um, maybe not do all the things that Iggy does, maybe not be as smart as Iggy is, but could do a lot of those things. Harkless didn't work out. Now they bring in Ariza, protects them uh, if they trade Iguodala. I, I think Kelly is, because of their shortage of bigs, <laughs> is That's and, the thing and, right there. That's and, the thing. And the nature of it. You can, replace, you can replace Andre. I think it's Kelly. All right. We're going to go to the next one in a second because I want to get to the young guys and then we're going to get to the draft stuff. I, again, I, I'm, this is the way I want to split this episode because I think uh, it gives us a lot to sort of think about in terms of how they approach this. Before we do, though, you got to approach a Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities. They got authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home. Bring home Miami, an official sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Order online or in person. Get the app or go to MyMiamiGrill.com. They do pickup, drive-through, dine-in, and delivery, which is available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bringing Miami, Hill, Miami, Miami Grill home has never been easier. All right. So let's get to the next part of this. The young players. The real young players. The, the raw players, okay? Precious and KZ. You guys did an entire episode about this. Has your view changed over the past week and a half? Because it's becoming pretty apparent, and we can, I think, report this, that Precious, if they make a trade, Precious is, is likely not going to be here. Um, which of these two guys, from a long-term future perspective, fits this two-man team of Bam and Jimmy more? Greg? Um, I mean, I think truthfully, I would still go precious, uh, as a backup, you know what I mean? Like, but unfortunately to your point, I just don't see any viable path to the transactions that are being, um, rumored and the scuttle that we're hearing, uh, transpiring without precious being involved. So I think then KZ becomes a little bit more of a, um, versatile player that can plug and play maybe where they need him and be more of a utility knife guy. Um, Precious obviously can't play next to Bam. That's been that kind of um, 
the thing that has, as the season has progressed, I think more and more we're banging our heads against the wall about that fit and about that pick and, and how it relates to that fit. So right now, although I think Precious is a better player, I think Precious is a better prospect and has more trade value. Probably Casey is the better fit to stick around. Alex? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I pretty much agree with everything Leif said there. I think Precious is the better prospect. He's shown more in much less time. We know the the context with KZ, the injuries, and the fact that he hasn't had a summer league. Like Ethan points out a lot, and it's it's absolutely fair. Precious is it's just there's just no way to question that he's been the more productive guy so far. But and and I do think KZ, like we talked about in the episode, me and Leif, theoretically he's clearly the better fit between Jimmy and Bam. I just think in, in an ideal world, you, you, you wanted pressure as your back precious as your backup five and, and a guy who you could, you know, for spurts, eventually as skills were developed, uh, you know, play them in spurts together alongside Bam. But it, it sounds like it's going to be more of a theory that never comes to play than something that's even realistic. It, it always felt like he was going to be the more realistic trade piece. Like I said, cause he's shown more value he was a higher pick to begin with. And the Heat took him as best player available, which is always a good route. And I think he's really, really athletic. And I think he's talented. And it just it and seems the like, like he's going to be on his way out. And the Raptors like him. That's the other thing which we're going to talk about right after this. Mm. Here's the sense that I'm starting to get. Need a big. I think they like both players when they took him, when they gave the picks up for KZ, obviously, and when they took Precious. But I think if you look at timelines here and you look at how – that, that they had basically found two pieces in the draft with Bam and with Hero. The fact that they've been able to mine the Duncan Robinsons and the Kendrick Nuns of the world. And we haven't talked about Kendrick, but I'm going to throw him in here in a second. I think that these two players were pretty much drafted to be traded. I, I think maybe not at first, you know, maybe not at first, but I think they were both kind of shots in the dark. Like, could Precious play with Bam? Would he fit with Bam? We've seen that, you know, I asked Riley that question at his presser and he said, yes, absolutely. But Eric hasn't gone to it at all. Okay. When he's, even when he's desperately needed a big to play with Bam at times, he hasn't gone to it. So he doesn't believe in it yet. And then you look at the KZ situation. Yes. He's gotten the opportunities lately. No, he hasn't had summer leagues just like precious hasn't, but they've never given him the longest leash here. And it feels to me like both of them have been showcased this year more so than they've really been put into roles that would be their future that would that would make them useful on a bam jimmy team okay i I don't see kz playing with jimmy a lot it doesn't look to me like a fit unless kz becomes a knockdown three-point shooter and i don't know when that's going to happen so i think both of these guys it was the flyer like you said his best talent available highest upside for both but ultimately i think both of them were kind of uh, drafted to ultimately be traded in a, in a deal like we may see here over the next couple of days uh, where a team like Toronto, which develops players well, sees the upside in one of these two guys, particularly precious because look at Toronto's roster, Van Vliet, Norm Powell. I mean, they are as, as good as the, as the heat develop players. You can, you can make the argument with Siakam Toronto develops them to a higher level. Um, maybe not as many, but maybe to a higher level. All right. One other guy I want to get to here. Um, and, and again, I didn't package him with some of the others, Kendrick Nunn, does he fit, forget the, the regression, you know, the progress, the regression, the progression, the regression, everything. Does he fit on a bam Jimmy team? I actually think he does. I think that a player with his skill uh, a bucket getter, uh, a player that, um, 
uh, can, you know, like score in bunches like that, that type of player is a good fit with Jimmy and Bam because we've, we've seen that they have their offensive droughts. Um, but I'll just say this. If Kendrick Nunn is not moved before Thursday, the Heat are going to be faced with having to pay him. And I am really, really, really um, reluctant to pay him mid-level plus money on any extended years. And if they're faced with that dilemma and they do pay him, I think that they're going to regret that. Um, So I'm really hoping that they find um, a way to move him. And that's probably not in the cards, but that's just my wishful thinking. Yeah, and again, I'm agreeing with Leif here. I just think it's tough with Kendrick Nunn, especially when you bring up the financial stuff. Like, uh, especially like Leif has kind of hinted at before, you got to have a dilemma of, of having to pay both Kendrick and Duncan Robinson after you already gave Bam his max, ex- uh, ma- Bam his max extension. Like everything just kind of gets a lot tighter for them. And obviously, you know, I think it'll st- they'll still be flexible to a certain degree, but everything feels like it's in the cards to consolidate this guard rota- this guard rotation now like they have six of them right so that's already that's already just the facts right and all six of them are playable rotation players at the very least and i think they all pretty much fit with jimmy and bam i just think like you need to upgrade a couple of them if you want to consider yourself a final team and maybe maybe i'm wrong about that maybe we're wrong for thinking that because look they literally got to the finals with this core last year so i understand that when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, maybe some hesitation towards thinking that and then just kind of wanting to keep everything together. The shooting will come back. But it just feels like we've kind of hit the end of that with Goran starting on his decline and, you know, the, the context of his injuries, the shortened season. I just think, I mean, you know, the shortened off season. I, I think, we, you know, when rubber hits the road, you got you to gotta trade a couple of these guys. And I think, like – would you be surprised if Kendrick is moved in like a three-team deal or something like that? I, I think Kendrick's going to be moved. I, I think Ken, I think Kendrick's one of the guys that's going to be moved. I, I, if if they do anything at all, I think he'll be included. Um, that's that's not based off strong reporting. It's just because again, there's a million deals flying out there right now. But it looks to me like, and he may not end up getting moved or stay with the team that he's traded to. I, I could see a scenario where he's moved to one team and then moved to another, where maybe he's a better fit. Um, and I do think he can help a, a contending team as a scoring option off the bench. I, I do. And I think there will be teams that look at that. Um, and I also think there's bad teams that just need someone to put the ball in the basket occasionally, and he could be an option there too. So I, I do think he has some value, but again, if, if the contracts thing situation was not coming up, I would, I would sort of look past the age and some of the ups and downs and, and keep him. But because you're staring, it's the same with Duncan to a certain degree you're staring at the contract situation. It changes the equation. All right. We're going to get now after the break to some of the actual trades that we're hearing about and how well they would fit 
these players would fit around Jimmy and Bam. Before we do, I want to tell you about Chase Signs and Graphics. Successful businesses and organizations require quality signs and graphics for a professional look and to entice customers. That's why people are turning to Chase Signs and Graphics. They got more than 15 years of experience designing, building, and installing signs. And Chase Signs and Graphics is an end-to-end solution. They'll take care of everything for your signage needs, providing everything from graphic design to production to installation. They offer a variety of custom products, including building signs, banners, vehicle graphics, lobby signs, indoor signs, monument signs, and more. And their friendly staff will schedule a site visit and have an estimate ready within 48 hours. So don't trust just anyone to your signs and graphics. Call in the experts. Here's the phone number. If you're anywhere in Broward, this could be anywhere from Deerfield down to Hollywood or Pines, 954-257-1828. That's 954-257-1828. Or just follow Signs Broward, that's with an S, S-I-G-N-S Broward on Twitter. All right, now let's get back to it. This is the part everybody's been waiting for, but I've been trying to kind of set this up because it's around Jimmy and Bam, right? All right, so names that are out there right now, Lowry, Oladipo, these are the primary names. It appears that Atlanta's asking for ungodly things for John Collins, um, not surprising. They're already trying to trade Bogdanovich, according to some reports. By the way, if people have questioned our reporting, pretty much every national reporter in the past three days has pretty much confirmed everything that we've been saying on five of the floor for the past few weeks. Um, Mark Stein, who is a friend of the program and, and should be very trusted, uh, basically said exactly what we've said, uh, that the Heat are waiting. They're favorites. If Aldridge, uh, if Marcus Aldridge gets to a buyout situation, which we expect that he will, doesn't mean they will get him, but they are considered the favorites ahead of Portland, Boston, and some other teams. And also that the Heat are very much in on Kyle Lowry, which we've been telling you about for about four months, but more specifically uh, with the noise getting louder over the past week. So Woj, others, Shams have pretty much validated everything we've said when they've, and Zach Lowe, when they've talked about the Heat. So let's get to the latest that we're hearing. They are in on Kyle Lowry still. Nothing's really changed. They're still waiting out Aldridge. Um, Those two things could be tied together in some way. Remember, Aldridge wants to play for a team that can contend. Um, So these are things to look at here. As far as Lowry goes, Greg, what is the latest? And then I want to speak to the, and again, this is as we're potting. So this could change in the next 15 minutes. And then I want to get to, again, fit, basketball fit. We know Jimmy loves Kyle. Okay, that's obvious basketball fit Lowry on this particular basketball team with Bam and Jimmy. So reporting first. Well, Jimmy's pushing hard for Kyle to come join him. And um, they're really trying to convince him to kind of push Toronto in that direction. And uh, today I've heard versions of the trade that have been four team trades, three team trades. Uh, The one thing I've not heard is a direct trade between Toronto and Miami. I don't think that that's the way that this is going to happen. I think it'll be a three or four team deal. Um, I get the vibe that Miami is interested in expanding this deal and making it bigger. Um, I, uh, you know, we've heard things about Norman Powell and Toronto's willingness to pay him going forward. And Miami may be, you know, looking at him as an attractive option. Um, so I, I think that right now we're at a point where Kyle Lowry probably needs to make his intentions known if he hasn't already. And, uh, they're gearing up to make, you know, their best offer. I don't right now think that Tyler hero is included. Um, I think the only way hero would be included. And I've reiterated this on past podcasts as if Norman Powell was part of that because he is a young piece to kind of infused young talent back in Miami. But for right now, um, the things we know for sure, 
Uh, Toronto likes Precious. Precious would be going that in that direction, and obviously the salaries to match, and it could be a three or a four team big deal. Alex, how do you like? I know you guys did a whole episode on this, but I just it, the crib the, the cliff notes on it with Jimmy and Bam this season, and then sort of going ahead into the future. How do you like the fit? As far as Kyle Lowry, I think that is pretty much as good of a fit as there is, right? And I think, you know, we, for the past couple of seasons, we kind of expected, you know, uh, they had shots in the dark at Giannis, James Harden, guys of that level. Outside of guys on that tier of players, Lowry is as good as a fit as there is, right? The, the, the con with him that everybody knows is that he's older. I think he's 35 right now. But he's still at the top of his game pretty much. Like, he's still giving you the same production that he had for the past few years. He slots in at all these different needs that the Heat actually need, right? Like, he's a great leader in the playoffs. You're not going to rely on him to create all these shots and be your shot taker. Like, you just need somebody who can give you production as far as scoring, shooting, playmaking, defending. He checks off all those boxes. He's a great guard defender. He's very switchable and uh, can guard up, actually, because of his, let's just say, wide base. Uh, but also with Norm Powell, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, shooting is really important. And he's a, you know, he's another bucket getter who is a very, very, very good shooter. And so is Kyle Lowry, by the way. So you're not losing shooting in the trade. If you acquire both of them, I would definitely prioritize, uh, going for Lowry. I think he's the piece that takes you to the next level. And for, and I feel the same way about that, uh, about, you know, Norman Powell, as far as, uh, if I got to trade Tyler Hero, I definitely got to get Norm Powell in return. And I would try to see if they wouldn't accept the package uh, around Duncan, Precious, and some salary filler first, maybe a first-round pick if they can find a way to to do that. But I think if you are giving up Hero, you got to get back Norman Powell. I think that type of deal takes you to another level. And I think Lowry is somebody who definitely deserves another year or two past the season, I think. I still think he's that good of a player. Here's the other thing about it. We talk about when it may not end up being a two-way deal. And you start to hear about other players who may be on the block. Could you get Atlanta to give you Bogdanovich, right? That's a player that the Heat were interested in the offseason who's on a fairly reasonable contract. He just hasn't done what they expected this year. And obviously Milwaukee was in on him before. So this is a player with some value. So I, I think we got to – there may be players like uh, – Greg, you made this point on text – like the Gallinari thing last year kind of came out of nowhere. Like not, not this off season, but they always liked Gallinari, but you know, we were hearing Iguodala and then the Crowder part, which was really the key piece, but then it was, they were trying to close Gallinari at the end and that kind of happened late. Like, or at least it got out late and there may be another piece like that. Maybe it's a Bogdanovich. Maybe it's, Maybe it's a, a Bagley at, in Sacramento. They're basically trying to give him away right now. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I'm good. <laughs> this is, this is the thing. Like we keep circling around and, and we should also clarify something else as we go through trade stuff. Cause I don't know how much we'll unpack on this episode. Cause we got so much to talk about all week, but um, Oladipo is still on the radar. Like, le- and when we talk about like three and four team trades, like Houston is part of that group of, of trades with players that need to be moved. So, uh, keep that in mind, but all this, we, we talk about Kyle Lowry and Oladipo and all these different players, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, which still I'm going to continue to shout makes no sense to me. They're in on him though. I, I can tell you that I believe that reporting. I, no, no. That. And I, I do. I know it comes from a re- reliable place. It's just, it's, it still baffles me, but this is the thing. We're not, we still have not 
solved the issue of front court um, complement to BAM? And also, do we have the reliable amount of shooting around the roster? So I think that those are two things that I just, we think we need to keep an eye on as this build. If there is a, a soft reset of the roster here in the next few days, how those two things play out. Well, but it gets back to the point that we've made many times that finding the big next to BAM is one of the more challenging things here. And that's why I put a premium on someone like John Collins, but it looks like Atlanta, now the way they're playing better, is putting more of a premium on John Collins too. Maybe if that coaching change hadn't happened. Yes, so I think that's kind of what where me and you fundamentally have disagreed and, and why we disagree on John Collins in general, because it goes back to that point where I think you 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 feel they they should be more worried about the long-term fit at the four. I'm more worried about the guard situation at this point, I, I always thought the four was going to be another role player. I just think you needed an upgrade there. Whereas the, the guard situation, I feel like is where you make the big decision for another playmaker. Cause I don't just, I just don't really think the playmaking situation, uh, you know, shout out my guy, John Crotty uh, <laughs> is going to be solved in the four position. No, it's probably true. All right. And, well, I, and I want to get to hero in the very last part of this episode, but beforehand, I'll give you guys just a minute each on this. You mentioned Oladipo. We know he's still in play. We know that the Heat have had kind of mixed feelings on him, but I do feel like some of that has kind of been downplaying him a little bit to try to bump his value down. And I, I know that Houston has ridiculous, you know, they, they want the Minnesota pick and all kinds of crazy things. Okay. Uh, you know, or the goal, the pick that golden state has, et cetera. Um, that's going to be a lottery pick. I mean, but eventually they're going to have to move him. Okay. I mean, they just, I mean, they cannot go in with nothing. They've left their head coach totally out to dry. They have to at least, you know, get something for the future for a guy who doesn't want to be there. So I will ask this, who is a better, I mean, you're an Oladipo guy, Alex, but you seem to think Kyle is a perfect fit on this team. Let's just look oh, at the I, next, let's look at the next two years. Okay. Because you're going to have, it's actually going to be more than that with Oladipo because you're going to pay him for more than one more year after this, you're locking him up basically. Right. Uh, so who helps them more in the postseason this year and who are you more willing to pay going into the future? I'm not saying that you would, you would have to pay Kyle as many years, but you'd have to go a couple years out with a guy who's already in his mid thirties. So which of the two, I mean, two different answers to that question, right? Right. Well, okay. Which is it? I mean, for this year in the playoffs, it's Lowry, isn't it? Yeah. That's basically, that's, that's how I feel right now. I still think Lowry's at the top of his game. Oladipo, I, he's clearly getting back to himself. Uh, Not, not that he's anywhere close back to that, that level that he was a few years ago, but I just think Lowry is a better fit because of the shooting. Like he's giving you great shooting. I think around 39%, I think six or seven threes a game. And that's not even like what you're bringing him in for. So I just think it's great that you know what you're getting with him as far as the scoring, somebody who can run sets for you, who can finally turn Jimmy into another into an off-ball player again. Now, obviously not always. Jimmy's still going to do a ton of that with either of these guys on, on the floor, but I just think Lowry's a better playmaker and a better shooter than Oladipo. I think Oladipo, the upside with him is the type of scorer that he can be, and I've always been in on him as a trade guy because I feel like for the talent that he is, it's a very low, low price trade-wise that you're getting him. And I think it's an easy way for the Heat to rebuild someone and, and turn him into a real asset again, even if you do want to hold on to him. Now, Lowry, I'm good with signing him after the season for another two years if he really, really like demands that, kind of like similar to the Goron situation. And um, Oladipo, I'm more willing to give four years. 
Yeah, but here's yeah, the thing. The four Jamie, years, man. I don't know. Jamie loves Kyle. And for all we know right now, Pat Riley, Andy Spo, Nick, and Jimmy are sitting around. Maybe Bam's there too. And they're thinking about <laughs> who do we bring in? And uh, I think in that scenario, Jimmy's going to lean Kyle. Uh, I know Jimmy's going to lean Kyle. It's not even close. Okay. Because if it, here's, here's the thing about it. It's interesting information Well, that's not information, Greg. It's just an interesting thought, right? We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I can tell you this right now. If, if, if Jimmy had pushed hard for Oladipo, Oladipo would be here already. Okay. So you don't need to push. You don't need to convince. Well, maybe Jimmy we know what the pecking order is right now. Well, we know what the pecking order is, but again, the question is, can you even, I mean, could you get both? Okay. And so I've got one more question I got for you guys here after the break. This is called a, this is called a radio tease. I used to actually do these when I did radio, but this is going to be a quick one. I promise. So we're going to get right to it before we do though, get in your damn picks at prize picks, go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five again, F I V E. This is where everybody is signing up to play daily fantasy. The single stack categories are my favorite. They're the easiest. Just you go over under on whether or not a certain guy is going to get a certain number of points. Like I'm on a five game winning streak with this. You just pair two, three, four, five together. However many you want, however much money you want to try to win. You can play flex play, which gives you a little bit back in case you don't get everybody. Or you can do the power play and just go for broke basically and that can make your week. So go to prizepicks.com, prizepicks.com, but make sure you use the promo code five, F-I-V-E. People are going there. They're not using it. They're not getting the bonus. We don't get credit for it. We're telling you to use the, the promo code five, F-I-V-E, not the ones that you see on the billboards everywhere as this thing blows up. All right, let's get to it. Tyler Hero, and I'm going to leave you all. You got a minute, okay? I'm clocking you both. You got a minute. Can Tyler Hero be the third best player on a championship team? With Bam and Jimmy, can he be the number three? Yes, Alex. But the problem is, uh, in time, that's that's the question. I don't know. Yeah. I'm really not sure. I don't. I don't think that I feel that way right now. I just think it's too early to put him there. It's not his fault. It's really not. Like I just think the timeline situation is one that we've hammered over and over. But like, it really is true. Like, what Jimmy's about to turn 32, isn't he? Am I? Do I have that right? Yeah. I mean, that like, is, that is correct. Tyler's 21, and he's a really productive player. He is ahead of schedule for what he was drafted as. He was supposed to be just shooter. Obviously, the, the shooting part has kind of uh, regressed a little bit this year. And But I just think once he really puts it together, he's going to be a really, really good player. I don't know if he has perennial all-star potential. I don't know that I feel that way. I think he has the potential to maybe, you know, make an all-star game once or twice if he really, really puts everything together. I, I, I just think he can be a very productive player on a winning team. And – Unfortunately, the timeline just doesn't align with, with Jimmy. I know they're boys, but that's just kind of how it works in the NBA. Listen, in the bubble, in the finals, in the Eastern Conference finals, Tyler Hero did things that we never saw rookies do in Heat history other than, than Dwayne. So we all of a sudden adjusted expectations, and we, we're, we wanted to see that kind of leap from him. We haven't seen it continue on at that same trajectory so i think it's fair to now say that um uh a more seasoned player that's ready to do um what is required to win a championship now is probably a better fit next to those guys immediately here's the other part about it i'm almost asking the wrong question because for the immediate question it's can he be their third best player again if you can't count on goron he was their fourth last year we're correct 
but the better question is probably can he eventually be one of their top two players? Because if you're holding on to him now, even though he's a cost-controlled asset, if you're holding on to him now, you're doing it because you see him ascending yeah. when Jimmy ages, right. right? And so then it, the question is not so much Jimmy for the future. The question is Bam. The question is, does he fit next to Bam as a guy you're going to want to max out as one of your top two players? And the answer to that is likely no. Okay. And so, I mean, yeah, it could it happen? Even after Titus filled yes. out, I think they'll, they'll probably have to, you know, looking down the line, that yes. they would need to recruit so answer, a third. So the answer to that is probably no. And so that's the one thing. I do think that if you get a, if you get a Kyle Lowry here and don't have to give up a, a Tyler Hero, we are going to see the best of Tyler Hero. Yep. Him playing next to a true point guard who can defend and knows what the hell he's doing, okay, has has Tyler Kyle, Kyle Lowry has played with a lot of different types of two guards, had success with the everybody from the Demar Derozan type, you know, a mid range, you know, magician, uh, didn't shoot long range, to playing with Norm Powell, to playing with another small guard in Fred Van Vliet. He's played with Dragic. He's played with guys all over the map, and Kyle Lowry has typically made these players better, okay. And so as a result of that, I think he makes putting Tyler Hero in his natural position of the two spot, playing next to a defensive dog with a couple of other defensive dogs in the front court where all Tyler has to worry about is spotting up and then creating some offense where he can, we'll see a better Tyler Hero. I bet his shooting, I bet his three-point percentage goes back over 35 like that. But the question is, can you bring in Kyle without giving up Tyler? That's, that's one of the issues. I think right now, based on some of what we're hearing, they probably can. They probably can, right? I mean, Greg, that's consistent with yes. you? Okay. Yep. I think so it's going to cost none and Duncan, but you know what? I think everybody's on board with that. I, I, I think if it costs probably none and Precious, Duncan, right? And none Duncan and Precious. And I, correct. And, and, I, and none Duncan, Precious, and Filler, and I think you do it. I, I, I think you do it. I think you. It, that's, that's where your window is because I do think you'll get, you'll get a, a real tell about Tyler Hero then. And then if it still doesn't work out, then he's a player you move for the next two guard. But I, that wouldn't be surprised if that's the direction it goes. All right, check out our sponsors. Best ever, bstevr.com. Miami Grill, go to miamigrill.com. Chase Signs, just follow him on Twitter, at Signs Broward, and then prizepicks.com. Use the code five. Got a lot of stuff coming up. Go ch- catch, catch Clutch Corner. Also, might as well tell you now, Thursday, we will have a trade deadline show. We will tell you where, when. We'll actually have a couple of trade deadline shows. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.